Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. We shall overcome. Deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome. Oh, I join hands so often with students and others behind jail bars singing it. We shall overcome. Sometimes we've had tears in our eyes when we joined together to sing it, but we still decided to sing it. We shall overcome. No, before this victory is won, some will have to get thrown in jail some more, but we shall overcome. Don't worry about us. Before the victory is won, some of us will lose jobs, but we shall overcome. Before the victory is won, even some will have to face physical death. But if physical death is the price that some must pay to free their children from a permanent psychological death, then nothing shall be more redemptive. We shall overcome. Before the victory is won, some will be misunderstood and called bad names and dismissed as rabble-rousers and agitators. But we shall overcome. And I'll tell you why. We shall overcome because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. We shall overcome because Carlisle is right. No lie can live forever. We shall overcome because William Cullen Bryant is right. Truth crushed to earth will rise again. We shall overcome because James Russell Lowell is right. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future, and behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. We shall overcome because the Bible is right. You shall reap what you sow. We shall overcome. Deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome. And with this faith, we will go out and adjourn the councils of despair and bring new light into the dark chambers of pessimism. And we will be able to rise from the fatigue of despair to the buoyancy of hope. And this will be a great America. We will be the participants in making it so. And so as I leave you this evening, I say, walk together, children. Don't you get weary. There's a great camp meeting.
Radio. That was the incomparable Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? <laughs> Are you feeling it? I love the speech by Martin Luther King, We Shall Overcome. There is so much happening. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to do it. You're just going to get more emotional, more frustrated, more confused, blame other people more. You're going to expect more from other people. You're going to want certain people to be certain things. Just don't blaming, no, trying to figure it out. Here's what we all need to do. And I'm talking about everyone, not just protests, rioters, Antifas, the president, the Democrats, Republicans. Where is everybody? Everyone, again, is in a numb state. Everyone's numb. Can't you see, like, there's a call to go inside and to put some light into the soul to handle the energy that the world is distributing right now, not by ourselves and even as a collective, unless we're coming with the energy of God's light, someone's going to get hurt, someone's going to win, and someone's going to lose. doesn't matter how hard you try. Someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. And until we can turn our attention inwards, begin to listen what are you feeling right now? And write it down. And what do you want to do? Write it down. But what do you really want to feel? And just for a few moments, if you had the power to encourage the residents of the United States of America to pause and to go inwards, and check themselves, and the energy does give light, and the energy does give peace. Wouldn't all this come to an end? So if we keep focusing our attention on the who, the what, this one, that one, and we don't pull from the ultimate source of where we get our power from, find the answer. So recently, Dr. Denora Neves had contacted us on Messenger about a project that she was working on called The Impact of One Single Word. And I'll give you a little bit of an introduction of also known as Dr. Dees. She's a behavioral scientist, personal development coach, and consultant for owns Iyanla Fix My Life. She works with clients across the country providing tools to become healthier, happier, and more productive by shifting their thoughts and behaviors that block them from leading fulfilling, balanced lives. Now, Dr. D has been featured on national television, provides research-based advice and insightful commentary in her lifestyle blogs featured in the HuffPost and Simani East. She's the author of Love You, 12 Ways to Be Who You Love and Love Who You Are. Love You, the Latino edition, the workbook. Today, I'm happy to welcome my Denora Neves, also known as Dr. D. Hi, how are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm well, Sister Jenna. How are you? You're in New York, right? I'm in New York now. Yes, I've how been here for about there? three months. What's interesting, a little bit of a ever-present conflict. It's such an urban center, so people are always trying to congregate, and then you mm-hmm. feel that 
you have expectation of what you're going to see when you're here, and it's just been so vacant, and people have been isolated. And then, of course, in the recent days, we've had sort of congregations for new and more troubling reasons. So it's just been a little bit of a roller coaster. You know, I was saying to myself that this calm that we had for two months, Denora, you know, you always say the calm before the storm. Yeah. I never knew it would have been because of a knee in the neck of a brother that is Uh looked upon as less than that would have sparked this flame. But I Uh intuitively also sense that there are powers that be that have some sort of a motive to make this into something ugly because I do believe that as Americans, what we witnessed, it brought out the empathy and we peacefully wanted to go out there and march. And usually when things like this happen, you always get a group of people who will change a compassionate plea to be voiced through either nonviolence or marching, and they come in and they do that same behavior. Haven't you noticed the trend where they yeah, come absolutely. and have their sledgehammers, their boots, and they initiate that? It's as if it's a plan. Some people are legitimately angry, and what you're mm-hmm. seeing is lived-out, behaved rage. And some people are strategically and deliberately sabotaging a movement to impair movement. It is. I remembered when we were at 9-11, we didn't really know who the enemy was, remember? Mm-hmm. There can to be this consistent particular period, this cyclical period we go through where we don't know who the enemy is, but if we look inside, we will be able to identify them. Yeah. within yourself and you can see your own demon, then you can easily pick it up in somebody else. Right, absolutely. When you can see what it is about you that's being triggered, then you can really start to identify where are the guns. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm good today in this very moment. And that is the best of all of my descriptions lately. (laughs) One of the things that I've been really mindful about is honoring how I'm feeling at all moments because I think sometimes when you're so impacted by terrible social circumstances and consequences, you can feel guilty for feeling good when so much bad Mm -hmm. is going on. And sometimes when things are good in your life, you may still be angry and may still be afraid and then you shame yourself right or particularly those of us who are in this sort of evolved thought conversation Mm -hmm. who think we should live above some of the very natural feelings that possess us and then we shame ourselves out of feeling what we're really feeling in those moments so i think i've just been really mindful about feeling whatever i'm feeling and in whatever moment i'm in and sometimes i'm afraid and that's okay and sometimes i'm angry and that's okay And sometimes I'm perfectly calm and perfectly still and moving in faith, and that's great. So right now, in this moment talking to you, I'm okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, since we've closed down, we have two very significant meditation museums here in Washington. And since the pandemic, we've closed them down. So to keep my staff evolved, because when we reopen, the staff has to be sparkling. And I know that when... We leave folks just to the self and no sense of community feeling. It could become very flat. 
So I started yeah. this daily spiritual vaccine, which would come on every night at 6.30 to 7.30, not knowing that it would have evolved into really a community of serving beyond my staff, but friends okay. and family and so on. And I understand how this is a particular period for all of us to do some deep reflection. Mm-hmm. And I know that you and Ianla and Rodney Scott recently launched a public service initiative, which you reached out to me. And did you see yes. the kids? They are wonderful, and I have reposted them on all of our social media handles too. So I'm kind oh, of curating good. all of the best pictures. I'll send you links. But yeah. So together with two really good friends, Rodney A. Scott and Reverend Dr. Yana Vincent, we launched uh, One Single Word, which is really about the power that one single word has. And it can be any word. You know, we just talked about faith and rage and fear and compassion, right? So really any word just infuses us with such an emotional experience. And it has so much power. And so it can be any word. But it's also things like, Hi, or sorry, or listening, any word just has such power in it. So what we've asked people to do, and those of you who are listening, let's do it right now, is write a word that is really powerful in your life on a card, a piece of paper, and hold it up in front of a camera and next to your face with the card, and just take a picture and post it to hashtag one single word on whatever social media you use. And we're sort of going through Twitter, going through Instagram, going through Facebook, pulling out the pictures of people doing this and putting them together and really just trying to inspire one another and motivate one another and see one another in a time where we just are not really seen and hear one another in a time where we're just not really feeling heard. So it's really just about the power of doing that through just one single word. I hope you saw Lewis Gossett's one single word. It was faith. Yeah. Did you see his that he posted for us? No, I didn't um, see it, but I will go back and look. It might be on his page, but I know that he sent us a copy, so we posted it on America Meditating on the Twitter. My word was God. I just figured I don't have any other word. But someone said, it's not a word, it's a number. But I know what Hmm. she meant, because the number meant everything. And she just said, 46, bam. And that was it. Ah. (laughs) So, you get it? 46? You got it? No, tell me, tell me. 46, the next president. You get it? Oh. So, I just said that one thing. You know, she just said, 46, and nothing else. And I just said, wow, that's powerful, because that said it all. That is powerful. That really does. It also, it shows what people hang their hopes on or see Mm -hmm. their pain through or experience promise by, right? Like my word Mm -hmm. was home, and several people asked me, why home? And I said, well, for me, as I'm going through the day, with all of the chaos, managing all of the energy, some of it great and some of it exhausting, The thing I think about all the time is home, wherever that is, because often I'm living at an apartment in some other city or a hotel room or whatever. But it's also home inside of me, just that feeling of being able to truly be still inside of myself and in that way connecting to things that are larger than me. That's home. So it can be any word that has a significance to you, like you just said about 46. 
that just hit me. Good. It was good. I see that there's some yeah. people that have been posting their one single word, and they've been using the hashtag fear not. What's the connection between the two? Yeah, so when we came up with this initiative, OWN offered to partner with us. OWN Network, the Oprah Winfrey Network, offered to partner with us and put up in an ad space on their television show, Fear Not, which features a Yala Van Zandt, put up a sort of call to action for people to create these posts of one single word that's powerful to them and to post it. So Dr. Reverend Yala Van Zandt has this show, Fear Not. It's five episodes. It comes on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, and she is talking to different people about the fear of this pandemic and about the impact of not only this pandemic, but all other things that bring us fear and what are tools and skills that we can use to recognize fear, to soothe our fear, to overcome our fear, and really starting to have that conversation as a larger community. So on that show, we have had the privilege of having the Oprah Winfrey Network also post this call to action for one single word. So that's the connection between fear not, own, and one single word. Beautiful. Is one single word planning to evolve into something else as well? I mean, are they planning to do like a production around it, a story around it, or will it be more of like the social movement to inspire people who come across other people's one single word to really ponder on the power of that and what it means? That's a great question, and I think we're yet to see. I mean, this is a little bit of a brainchild that has just taken off in such a wonderful way. And right now, the purpose of it is to connect everyone through these visuals. And like you said, help people to not only reflect on what motivates and moves them, but to really recognize, acknowledge, and pause at what moves and motivates everyone else. So right now, that's where we are and that's where we're focused. But there are infinite possibilities for what this movement can be. And I'm excited to see who partners with us and how we continue to grow it and make it more expansive and more impactful and really see what we can do with it through the power of one single word. So what's your vision of a partnership if anyone's listening in? How do you see the partnership unfolding? My vision of a partnership for one single word is to creatively and respectfully utilize the power of language and of visual connection to bring people together for meaningful progress. And that could be anything. That could be a movie. That could be a movement. That could be a T-shirt. That could be a cup. That could be a social media campaign or a political campaign. It really has endless possibility. Beautiful. So have you gotten anything that has kind of evolved you into feeling that you've been living out your one word? Yours was home. Yeah. Has it shifted? It was really powerful because we've been quarantined for three months. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought about that when I saw yours. <laughs> I said, so well, it was ever present one. in my consciousness. <laughs> um, but, you know, the other reality of it is when you really do your work at home, you take home with you wherever you go. I had the benefit and the privilege of having parents who instilled such wonderful pieces of love and serenity into my spirit and 
that is part of my home, and it's a home that I take with me everywhere I go, no matter where I live, no matter where I'm working. You know, I experienced the pain a month and a half ago of losing my father in this COVID pandemic, and he's my home, and he's a piece of my home that will never leave me. So the word home, I think for me, was so powerful because it was not just a space to where I was relegated for months at a time because of this quarantine. It was a piece of my upbringing, a piece of my culture, a piece of my personhood, a piece of my family that is so deeply embedded in my spirit that no matter where I go, I can be home by being myself and being inside of me. So for me, the word home, as simple as it seems, is so deep in its meaning and so profound in its power. And I think that was the purpose of One Single Word, was to start those conversations, because it's not just about the semantics of the word. It's about the meaning we give to words and the symbols that words become for so many other things in our lives and our ability to recognize the power of those words and really listen to other people's words and realize that what has power for us may not have the same power for them, but when they listen to us, they can feel it. And what has power for them may not have had that same power for us, but when we listen, we can feel it. So it's really about that exchange of power through one single word. So when we think about words that are like profanity, Which I use often, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I am not above using profanity. I think that should be said. (laughs) You see, that's where we're really different. I cannot (laughs) even imagine that, Sister Jenna. That would tear my world apart to hear something come out of your mouth like the things that come out of mine. (laughs) So when you use some of these words, do you sense that they have a kind of a kickback on your emotions or your physique? Do you feel like you shouldn't or you're like, no, it's serving a higher purpose? You know, it depends. I have heard a lot of scholars, particularly in linguistics, talk about the energy and the frequency of particular sounds, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that there is value to that. I'm not well-versed in that science, but I know experts who have really studied it, and I think that there is a valid point that some words, the energy, the frequency of some words, have a more profound effect on your emotion than you even give it credit for. That said, I have had many conversations with many very sophisticated speakers who have been oppressive and abusive with no consciousness, using very, very light words. (laughs) And I come from a culture of people who curse even when they tell you they love you. (laughs) You know, I freaking love you, man. You know, it's that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I think people have different orientations to the world, and I think that it really matters what you feel in your heart. And I think that that is often, whether you like it or not, communicated through your speaking. Yes. So where do you find your peace? Like when you have to go in to find your peace, what's that train of thought that gives you comfort? Mine is like I usually say, I know all souls are actors playing their part. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to blame. But I need to be Mm -hmm. the one that gives the love and the peace here. So, like, Mm -hmm. I tend to use that frame of thought to keep me neutral as much as possible. 
so that I don't let my negative emotions get the best of me too much? Yeah. What's yours? I think that's really good. I mean, I have a similar outlook. My first go-to is to breathe. You know, I have a tendency to be really good at my breath when I'm mindful and deliberate, as most people. And when I get into moments of fear or sadness or overcome with helplessness, which is a big piece of what I have had to manage over the last few months with the pandemic and the loss and also with the injustice and the subsequent responses, there's a lot of helplessness. I think that's the hardest feeling for me. And so for me, the thing I go to immediately is, am I breathing? When was the last time I was breathing, like actually breathing in recognizing my breath and being in the breath and moving with the breath and not forcing the breath and not rushing the breath, not ignoring the breath, right, but actually sitting through the breath and giving it attention. So that's my go-to, and that changes everything for me. It changes my body chemistry. It changes my state of mind. It changes my ability to reason. It changes everything. It just sort of resets me, rebalances me. But the other thing that I often go to, as you do, is how can I be of service? And I think that's a different conversation internally and externally for every person. We don't all serve in the same way. We all have different talents. We all have different gifts. We all have different creative natures. We all have different experiences. We all have different proclivities. And so I think your way of serving is not going to be my way of serving, and my way of serving won't be my neighbor's, and that's okay. So I go to where can I be helpful, not how can I do whatever someone else is doing, but how can I do what I do to the best of my ability in the most helpful and positive possible way. And I move with what moves me. That's a good thing because we need that more. But definitely I think, you know, service doesn't necessarily mean I had to go out and feed the hungry, but it could be just giving a smile. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to recognize that any moment in our lives that we bring the best of who we are to the life of another or even to the environment, it's service. Absolutely. So you shared with us how we can get involved with the One Single World Initiative, but where can our listeners find more information about you and your work? Okay, so my website is denoranieves.com. That's D-I-N-O-R-A-H, as my first name, N-I-E-V-E-S, that's my last name, .com, denoranieves.com. And you can find everything about me on there, but you can also go to www.onesingleword.com. And that will give you links to all of our social media handles and also give listeners a little bit more information on what the initiative is and how they can participate. I'm at denoranieves.com or go to onesingleword.com. Either way, join us in all that we're doing. We'd love to have you participate. The more of us that are out there doing positive work, the stronger the movement, the greater the impact. Beautiful. We just followed you on Twitter as well, so we'll keep up with you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Sister Jenna. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Your energy is so contagious, and we need it, and we benefit from it. So thank you. All the best, and be safe, okay? Thank you. Don't hesitate as well to reach out. You know, I won't. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. So we can be inspired with one single word, folks. So go to onesingleword.com for more information and visit Denora, D-I-N-O-R-A-H-N-I-E-V-E-S.com. For more information to participate, I enjoyed offering my one word, actually. 
So remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same, believe it or not. Try to pause every hour in the hour to hold your moment of silence. Just hold that traffic control moment of silence and just be at peace and send the peace to our country. It can get really, really, really wild, so you want to make sure that you kind of hold that peace as much as you can. All right, we're going to end the show today on a high note and let us keep pulling up, pulling up, pulling up. I'm going to end it with Love Divine by Ricky Cage. Take care.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.